Do you have micromanagers inside your organization? Most companies do. In this episode of The Leadership Hustle, we'll give you some tips and techniques to help your managers become less controlling. Hello, and welcome to The Leadership Hustle for executives whose companies are growing fast and need leaders who are ready. So, <laughs> we've got micromanagers. They're everywhere, right? They are. So, imagine, imagine a workplace where employees feel trusted. They are given the tools and the resources to do their job. They're meeting customer expectations and the promises the co company put out there. And we're delivering on all, all cylinders. Wouldn't that be awesome if we could find that, that place, right? Yeah. Most organizations do not have that, that perfect world, right? Where employees all feel trusted where they're not being micromanaged, where they are given the opportunity to, you know, to learn some things, to figure things out, to make a few mistakes, but still are able to deliver on the expectations of the customer. Yeah. Well, and, and even when you bump into the um, multiple layers in organization, managers, right? Level yep. of managers. Yep. You have that middle manager who manages the supervisor, then that frontline manager. And what are the things that cause them to micromanage, right? Fear yep. that they don't know, fear uh, that they're gonna look bad in front of their the executive team or that that next the, a level above them right. because they don't have the answer that they're getting the work done through their people, not themselves, right? And but because of that, if they just let that freedom happen, they they're not they're not in the know. Right. So I would venture a guess to say that most people don't think they're micromanagers. And if they do know they're, man they're micromanaging, they don't know how to get out, out of that. So let's just talk a little bit about what are some of the behaviors that employees will notice of their managers that in their mind define micromanagement. Okay, so what will, what will the employee notice that the manager's doing? Well, I think part of it is that employee will feel as if though they don't have a choice or say that they have to do it how and when their manager says. Yes, yes. Like uh, literally, I just had, <laughs> I had a, a, a client that he literally will give his employees an assignment whatever day, say Thursday, and that employee will literally wait until Monday or Tuesday of the next week to do something because they know over the weekend that the manager will give them, oh, here's my ideas. So they literally are doing that employee's job or giving them the ideas of like, they don't have to do their jobs. It's like, oh, yes. Well, right? and they've learned that if they start it, then their manager brings in these ideas two or three days later. And if they're, what they've started doesn't align with what their manager is, then they're not gonna meet their expectations. Right, so why even so why, start? Yeah, why start? I'll just wait because they'll eventually tell me what I have to do. Exactly. Or do it for me. Yes. <laughs> right? Yeah, one of the okay. two. Yeah, for sure. So what, for are sure. Others, what are other kinds of behaviors that managers do that employees see as like, and they interpret it as micromanagement? Well, you and I have talked about this. It's that checking in. And I, I think sometimes that can be skewed for just wanting to make sure you're okay. But what's the frequency? You know, it, it's that maybe it's too often. It's the, um, maybe it's, comes out as feeling as you're being judged when that person checks in. So right. it's um, so it, like like behaviors like are you saying like um, 
so how are you doing on this project? Or where are you at on the process? Or um, are you here yet? Are you are here you, yet? Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's, it is, it, it's, <laughs> it's how do you stay in the know, but yet not have to ask the questions yes, all the time. Yes, ask the questions all the time. Okay, this yes. is great because, <laughs> because literally when I talk to managers, like, well, how do I stay in the know of what's going on? Well, there's two ways. One, you can ask the person who's in charge of the project, keep me up to date weekly on what's going on. Set so some send, me, send, send me those expectations. That could still feel like micromanaging. It can feel like micromanaging unless you explain why you're doing it. I need to know that we're still on track or that we're off track or if you have any questions, I need to be, you know, give me these, these bits of information. Ask me that, okay? Second is, there may be some um, mechanism where data is put into yes. something, whether it's notes or it project is management system. project management system or things like that. So if there is something like that, put the data in there, you can access it whenever you need it. And then if there's something that you have a question on, questions don't equal micromanagement, but they can be interpreted as micromanagement if every single time there's something not good enough. Yes. Right? Yes. Yes. And so I, I think, you know, some of the things that that we that we as managers and leaders do, like I said, you know, we ask a lot of questions, we're doing the check-ins, we're we're um, asking where people are, or we're assuming that the person can't do something, we do it for them, mm -hmm. right? And we we do these things where maybe we unintentionally are just trying to be in the know of something and it comes across as you don't trust me. Yes. And so we as managers have to be able to trust people. So hmm, <laughs> how do we help these managers trust their employees? I think that you know there's the part that because not only do managers micromanage the people they lead, coworkers micromanage oh. <laughs> their coworkers because of some project yes. or some thing that is dependent on someone else to get something done, right? So those those the same behaviors are these checking in, where are you at? What's going on? And most of those be, are because someone is not keeping others abreast as to what's where we are. Yes. Right? Are we on track? Are we off track? Or they're not putting data into a system that allows somebody to independently Go gain look. that information and take care of it. Or they just do it because they don't think they do it good enough. Well, and, and that one really gets into the whole micromanaging because is it, you know, again, as we've talked about, is that a process or a preference? Is it a procedure or a preference? Right, right. right. And that preference is if they're not doing it how you prefer, well, that's just your preference. And if you're gonna push that preference, now you're pushing that micromanaging. Right. So do we have a very clear defined, this is a process that our organization that everyone has to follow, and it's for safety, you know, like what's the reason for that process as well, right? For sure. For yes. safety or whatever, uh, versus this is just how I want it done. Because if it's how I want it done, now we're micromanaging, which people don't have autonomy or freedom. And we're managing like expectations, right? And so when we're managing expectations, if we haven't said, I need it done according to the process, Great, or I need it done by a certain date. Great, right. or you need to put this information into the project management system. Those are the expectations, and when those things aren't done, now we start asking questions, and we start emailing, and we start formulating these opinions about things that yes. are completely, un well, may not be completely untrue. They may be true, 
but we don't always have all the information and so we tend to go to the negative or below the line as we Correct. typically call it yes. right yes where it's like this blaming and protecting and I'm it's not my fault and and all those things that come along with it so the one thing I heard you say though is when we do kind of lean into the micromanaging it's when we don't have clarity I think up front Correct. clarity of expectations so clarity of expectations can be what it is, the why, them, you know, what, what the expectation is they're accomplished, the why, them kind of scenario, um, the time frame uh, that we need to have it done by, uh, if there's any non-negotiables, um, right. and also authority. Because when we talk about... And reporting process. Yeah, well, that reporting process could be, yes, that could be part of... Deadlines um, and yes, other parts exactly of the expectations, the mm -hmm. right? And so, you know, that's that's really that's really the issue with micromanaging in in most cases other than the fact that well, there are people who are just wired to control there is and i think you can have an environment um, that people feel um, I, I think it can almost be conditioned from top down where uh, anytime someone at a higher level asks me a question i have got to know the answer because if i don't then i'm failing right and if I think if I'm not in the know constantly 24-7 and I'm, and I'm failing and you're going to look at me as my manager or as the owner possibly I report to, um, we could be creating that environment where then now I have to feel like I have to be involved all the time. I need to be checking. I need to have all the information um, because more, it's not that I necessarily even, I'm not going to say I don't care, but it, it's not that that would necessarily be my default behavior, but I'm behaving this way because there's expectations that I know instantly that I always have to have that answer well so it's not okay to say that's a great question let's get Jim Jim's the one working on this project now the the reality is there are environments environments where that is true and then there are environments where it's assumed, assumed. to be true yes right yes and so it's like oh I don't know that answer they're gonna they're gonna look at me if I don't know you know in a funky way or they're going to give, you know, formulate an opinion about me that is less than positive if I don't know the answer. So now I am consuming all kinds of data and information so that if they ask me at any given moment, I can, I can actually give them a question. Like, yep. No one can possibly know everything that's going on in every single thing in your, in your department. Just can't. So senior leaders, let's start there. Are you setting the expectation of what you need to know and when you need to know? Is there a mechanism where you can gather that information, where it is data information, and if you decide, and when you look at that, if you have a question, ask the question. If the person doesn't have the information, do you give them bitter beer face? How do you right? respond? How yes. do you respond to, okay, no big deal. You know, when you get a chance, give me that information. I don't expect you to know all the answers to everything. It was just a question that I have. Or bring whoever's working on this project with you because we're going to talk through that. Right. You know, so it, you've given, you know, heads up. And so that person needs to, they know they need to bring that person along because they're the, they're the ones that's really going to have the information. Right. Because we may have a meeting and say, we're going to talk about this. So you're gathering all this information so I can answer all the questions. It's like, why fill your head with all that information? Get the and it's okay to bring the person <laughs> with you to bring the knowledge Oh, the expertise, Correct. right? Correct. So, so do those things. What other kinds of, of expectation, what other kinds of things can we do at the senior level, the most senior level, and then create that culture so there's 
less of a chance of micromanagement because there might be a little here and there no matter what right yeah th there is definitely gonna be a little more involvement because like even if you go into personality styles you know as the disc personality style that c style just wants facts and to understand so it's going to be naturally for them to like ask these questions because they just want more information that's right. really what they want um, when thinking about that environment, you know, oftentimes we reward people because they're really good at their job and they're experts at X, Y, Z, right? Right, right? So they're experts at X, Y, they know everything, that you ask questions, they're on top of it, and they can, they can explain everything. Now they're rewarded and promoted as a manager. So they, they believe what they got rewarded for, you know, that their expertise that and gets knowledge. Rewarded, gets repeated, right? So Correct. you keep doing it. And so when you think about a, that leadership team, what are we doing to help transition our people from who was once an individual contributor and a really good one. A technical expert. Yes, that technical ex expert who now maybe manage it. We're now going to promote them and reward them because they're great. But now they're managing five different technical experts. Right. And maybe they were only a technical expert of two of those five, which now probably really creates some um, <laughs> fear, right? Right, because right. I'm managing three other people that I don't even know what they do. Well, you don't have to know what they do. They have to know what they do. <laughs> I mean, but creating an environment that helps them transition from that one being that expert to now leading people that are different experts, right? And creating clarity of that the expectation of what those expectations are. And it's, it's not that they're the expert of all five things right. that they need to bring along that they're experts. So like, we've been talking about managers, and I know that this podcast is really about managers, but we are also getting people asking us questions, how do I manage a micromanaged managing coworker? Oh, yes. So yes. it could be manager peer-to-peer, -peer, or it could be an individual contributor being micromanaged by an ind another individual mm -hmm. contributor. And so, you know, it could be people on the executive team. It could be people on the executive team. Where are we with that? Where are we with that? Are you done with that? Have you taken care of that? And it's just like, oh my gosh, get off my back, right? Yes. And so I don't think that the techniques are that much different in has there been clear expectations set up in the beginning? How we work together. How do we work together? Or when is this project due? Or what do you need from me? So. Let's just use, um, just, it doesn't make any difference which coworkers we're talking about. Somebody's asked you for something. Okay, great. No one has given me a deadline or a target date, so that's missing. Without a deadline or target date, I guarantee it's you somebody's gray. gonna be disappointed. Yeah, someone's gonna be disappointed, right? it's, it's great. So you always need a deadline or a target date or a timeline that gives when is expected to be completed or things like that. If there are milestones, what milestones do you both agree upon and what is the sharing mechanism or what is How the inspection? Com communicate. Commun exactly. Where is that information being housed? Is it simply an email back and forth or is it going into a project management system or a CRM or, or something else where I can go look and see and pick it up and take on my next step versus- Without calling someone. And adding another freaking email. Or that too, yeah. I mean, we just had an episode on how do we help our managers become um, better. It's like quit taking up their time and filling their inbox with completely unnecessary yes. emails. Yes, this, yes. This. And it goes back to your communication strategy. What, what is our communication strategy so we can work effectively together? What are your expectations of my department? Right. Say we're 
two directors. Um, what are the expectations of this department versus the expectations of you know your department? How we work together? How we follow up? If we're working on something, what's the time frame? You know, and depending on what it is, is this something that there's different types of communication that we can go look at right. and look for versus having to always reach out? So true story. Um, we happen to work um, with a company that provides services in homes. And so we have staff in the homes of people who live there. And um, I asked the group uh, of, of, of direct line staff and managers, you know, if any of them micromanagers, no, 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 we don't micromanage. I said, okay, um, how many of you change how the dishwasher is loaded? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> or, so now I'm micromanaging at home, by the way. <laughs> right? Or how many of you um, rearrange how the towels are folded because they don't like how the towels are folded? Folded. Truly, when you do that, that's micromanaging because it's a preference over a policy. Yes. When you start thinking about that, like, I don't micromanage until you realize that you want your towels folded in thirds instead of quarters or that you don't want any pans on the top rack of the mm -hmm. of the dishwasher or whatever the, the preference is. So the reality is there are things that we have preferences on, but in the scheme of things, the dishwasher still gets loaded and the towels will still dry the body. Yes. Okay. <laughs> they will still be fine. They'll accomplish the need. They yes. will accomplish the need. And so when we start looking at you know the things that we do as coworkers as peers, as leaders and managers of other people, I want you to stop and explain. Make sure that when you are setting the expectation that there is an agreed upon expectation mm -hmm. and that you're not going overboard from a preference to a procedure. Yeah. Okay. We don't need to proceduralize everything, oh, every oh, single no. thing. Have freedom. With the exception of those things that are emergencies. Like, like well, my pilot better follow the procedures, okay? Yes, yes. There needs to be procedures for safety and quality. Yes. Yes, and, and how to maximize. Those are very yes, specific very expectations. Specific. But there needs to be autonomy and freedom to get things done how I prefer to do it versus how you prefer to do it, as long as we get the end result. Exactly. And I, you know, that micromanaging is when you get into the weeds and the details before you get to the end result. <laughs> and it's like, just let them get to the end result. Right. And if at the end you have to rearrange the dishwasher, you're doing somebody else's job for them, yeah. right? Yeah, you're not being productive. <laughs> not your high payoff activity. No, no, that's not productive. So you know, so this micromanaging thing is really actually an epidemic. I mean, we have it peer to peer. We have it manager to employee, and the 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 real solution to this is setting clear expectations and making sure that we're managing the the expectations of process over preference and just keeping people abreast and realizing that the other person's really trying to do a good job on both sides oh, of this conversation. Yes, I believe both are having good The intentions are good. We're trying to do the best we can. They're not trying to make your life miserable. They're truly just trying to get their work done. Yep. Thanks for joining us on this episode of the Leadership Hustle. Please subscribe so you never miss another episode.